0: May and welcome back to Beauty Talk, the podcast where on this week's episode, we're going to do our weekly roundups and then answer some of y'all's listener questions about skincare, makeup, and generally beauty. Starting off with our quote of the week, I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high vales and hills when all at once I saw a crowd host of golden daffodils beside the lake beneath the trees fluttering and dancing in the breeze William Wordsworth. My beauty tip of the week is to put coconut oil on a spoolie and then rub it over your eyelashes before you put on mascara to reduce the clumpiness of the mascara. My beauty influencer of the week is Lynn Trong. She's technically a lifestyle creator, but she has this like indie minimal makeup that I love. It has a lot of blush. She does winged eyeliner and then kind of peachy or green or brown toned eyeshadow. And it's been really inspiring me recently. My product of the week is coconut oil, which I was talking about, but not for its mascara declumpiness, but actually I've been using it as a moisturizer slash lotion for my hands because it doesn't make them greasy like you would think the oil makes it greasy, but it actually sinks in really fast and leaves my hands really soft and smooth. My Personal updates are kind of chill. Last week was very hectic, Um, but this week is just kind of chill. It's the end of the quarter, which you would think would be stressful, but for some reason we kind of had all of our tests and stuff last week. Teachers are mostly grading. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday before it goes up the 25th, and tomorrow I have the day off. It's like a smoke day that they build in but yeah it's just pretty pretty chill and then finally my main beauty struggle has just been like a really uneven skin texture and then also my foundation doesn't match my neck as much as it should so my face always looks like a couple shades darker than my neck. Uh without further ado let's get into this week's beauty news. Our first piece of beauty news is again about Chris Jenner launching a skincare line. It was just speculation last week, but this time, it's official. She is possibly going to launch like fragrance, makeup, we don't know exactly. But all she has told us is she's starting with skincare and it's going to be mainly anti-aging focused. Moving on to new launches, Ofra Cosmetics are launching a new collaboration with Samantha March, which includes the Life's Attracts mini mix palette, which is $39 and has like pinky, mauves, purples, and browns in matte and shimmer. And then... Also, the hashtag SamSquad Lip Gloss Trio, which is $29, has a pearlescent shimmer, a peachy copper nude, and like a pinky rose color. And then they also have like a PR box set, which you can buy. Apparently it's $59, and that is launching on the 29th of March on Ofra Cosmetics. Kim Kardashian West Beauty is launching new lip sets, which are the Blush Lip Set in $38, which is like Pinky Coral Beiges, the classic Kim Lip Set, which is also $38, and has some deeper peachy nudes. The Nude Lip Set, which is $38, and has also peachy kind of nudes, but like kind of a middle. The Red Lip Set, which has a gloss lip liner and then matte lipstick and then the complete lip set bundle which is all of them for $142 and that is launching Saturday so the Saturday this comes out at 12 p.m. PT on Kim Kardashian West Beauty Now, this one is really cool. NYX Cosmetics are launching an official Tetris makeup collection, which includes the Tetris Jumbo Shadow Palette, which is $45, and has like a bunch of really small pans of random shades. The Epic Liner Kit, which is $30, and has some brightly colored liners. The Tetris Lip Kits, which is $8. And that launches on Sunday, March 28th on NYXCosmetics.com and April 4th at Ulta.com Alright y'all, it's time for sale time. The segment in which I give you one weekly beauty sale so that you can save your coin. This week I'm talking about Ulta's 21 Days of Beauty where you can get up to 50% off Really expensive brands like Urban Decay, Sitsticka, Strivectin, and more. And that is still going on, so make sure you check that out. Restock all your favorite products while you can get them half off. This time we are doing anonymous questions because some of y'all said you didn't want me to know your names, which makes perfect sense. I know some of y'all like it, some of y'all don't. So we're gonna try and do an anonymous version of our listener questions. If you have never listened to the podcast before or have never listened to a listener questions episode before, hey, hi, I'm glad that you're new. I'm glad you're trying the podcast out. Maybe you've just skipped all of these because you thought they would be boring. Either way, what I do is I ask y'all on Instagram and my other social media to send me in all of your beauty questions. You can also DM them to me at any time, and I'll include them in the next listener questions. I do these approximately about once a month, and then I just give you my feedback, product, recommendations, all of that kind of thing. Our first question is, is my skin undertone important? So I'm going to use the analogy of white paint because if any of y'all have ever gone to pick out white paint to paint a room, you know how many different shades of white there are. Same with light bulbs, all that kind of thing. It's kind of similar with your skin. Some whites have a blue undertone, so they're like kind of, a little bit gray-seeming. Some of them almost like a little light pink. Some of them have more yellow and they seem a little bit more cream-toned. It's kind of similar with your skin. Your skin can have these different hues. And sometimes knowing your quote-unquote undertones can help you match foundation or concealer. However, I personally don't believe that the like, check your wrist to see your undertone thing works. I think it's more of a trial and error thing, and if that works for you, then you can totally do that. This next one isn't in a field that I'm particularly capable in, but I'm going to try my best to answer it, and that's, whenever I apply perfume, it fades really quickly. What can I do to keep the scent on my skin for longer? So first, my thoughts on perfume are, if you don't have sensitive skin and it doesn't irritate your skin, It's great to smell nice. Personally, I prefer body lotions or whatever that smell nice and don't affect my skin. But if you want a perfume, sure. So according to the internet, and I've not tested this because I am not rich enough to buy proper nice perfumes that I want to stay on me for a long time. You can put a small layer of Vaseline or kind of a tacky thick body butter or lotion and then spritz on your perfume to kind of help the oils in your perfume bond to your skin. I also think that could be great because it could allow you to smell nice while still having a protective layer against your skin. Our next question is how often should I be cleaning my skincare tools, makeup brushes, and beauty blenders? And how do I do that? So this is a big question to unpack so we're going to go section by section. Ideally, you should be cleaning all of these tools every day, but I know that's not possible for most of you, and I cannot do that. So generally, I aim to wash everything at least once every other week. So once or twice a month is generally fine if you're busy like me as to how to do it. For makeup brushes, you probably want to get a makeup brush cleaner. Sometimes you can get these silicone mats that help to kind of rub some of the product out. But generally, you apply soap and water, you scrub it on something or you, use, you scrub it on your hand to kind of get the stuff out. And then you rinse, let it dry, and you can use it in terms of beauty blenders. My personal method is to get it wet, get soap on it, wash it off, but not leave it there because there are still germs on it, especially the beauty blender that's consistently touching your face all the time. What I like to do is put it in a little microwave-safe bowl for about 30 to 40 seconds in your microwave on, like, maybe medium heat. Mine is pretty weak, so I can have it on full heat. But that will kill a lot of the bacteria in your beauty blenders. And then for skincare tools, you can use soap, water, rinse. Or if it's something like a Clarisonic, you can use kind of a makeup brush technique. Some people prefer to wipe everything down with rubbing alcohol, which also makes sense to me. And then this next person writes, why is it? that I apply lip balm multiple times a day, all the time, and I still have super chapped lips. Honestly, I struggle with this a lot. I don't know why, but then I was thinking about it, and I'm like, obviously, some lip balms are going to be better than others. So ones, you want ones with really hydrating ingredients, you know, the drill: squalene glycerin, shea butter, Just nice hydrating ingredients in them. Ones with fragrance or a lot of alcohol will be more stripping. It's kind of like just a heavy-duty moisturizer you can think of like that. Some of them are going to be really crappy and some of them are going to be really good. So I'll take a moment to just give you two of my favorites. My favorite hydrating lip gloss is the NYX butter gloss. I personally have the shade Creme Brulee. My friend Tessa got this for me. It's like eight or nine dollars for a tube. Comes in a variety of shades and it actually hydrates your lips. Then for proper lip balm, this one is tinted, but you can get untinted versions. It's the Nivea Lip Care line. Personally, I have the scent peach. It tastes like peach rings, smells like peach rings. As a nice like peachy corally tint but i think they have one called like birthday cake that has more of a vanilla scent taste whatever and is clear so you can definitely get it clear i like the tinted one both of these are super moisturizing and i have had pretty good luck and then if you want to be the most bougie person In the entire planet, Tom Ford also has a really good lip balm. But like, holy shit, let me Google that really quickly and tell you how expensive that one is. I feel like I remember this being more expensive than this, but this is $29 for 0.34 fluid ounces. And it's also really heavily marketed towards men. Like, it literally says Tom Ford for men, hydrating lip balm. But... Oh my god, that is still really expensive for a freaking lip balm, but I remember it being really good. This next question is kind of strange, but honestly, I totally get this person. Why do I always open my mouth when I put on mascara So. I had to Google this, and basically, supposedly, what's happening, so when you open your mouth, it stretches the skin on your face and makes it more taut, so when you apply your mascara, it'll kind of, like, make sure that it doesn't get on your eyes, which is super smart. This next one came from Discord, and somebody asked, what sort of bar soap should I use if I have dry skin? So you probably want to use one without irritating ingredients. Some bar soaps, such as Irish Spring, have fragrance components in them that can dry out your skin like we've talked about. Sodium lauryl sulfite, which is also a common ingredient in bar soap, can also be drying. It's a cleansing agent, but it's a really harsh one. Ideally, you want to find one that, you know what I'm going to say, hydrating ingredients like glycerin or squalane. Sorry, that was really awful and cringy. Personally, I would recommend the Cetaphil Gentle Cleansing Bar, which costs $8 for, I think, maybe one or two bars. It's just really soft, gentle, nice, non-irritating, and simple. Next, we have How Can I Lighten Acne Scars Fast? So I have a couple ingredients that I would recommend. For vitamin C... Retinoids, and then AHAs, these all have a brightening effect, which can limit how your acne scars look. You can also try Manuka honey, aloe vera, turmeric, coconut oil. But when you're using these ingredients that can be found in your kitchen, don't take them from your kitchen. Again, you're going to want to have them formulated in products. Acne scars suck, but honestly, just try and whenever whenever you're about to pick a pimple, just remember how much acne scars suck and try super hard not to pop it. Next is, how often should I exfoliate? I've talked about this many times before, but as a recap for physical exfoliants, which can be a lot, more damaging and I don't generally recommend them for physical exfoliants. You're going to want to do every other week or maximum once a week. And for chemical exfoliants, two to three times a week or maybe once a week depending on your skin's sensitivity level. And if your skin is peeling, burning, bleeding, anything that makes you feel uncomfortable, even tingling, the product might be overly sensitizing your skin and then always after exfoliating make sure to add the extra protection back and use a thick sunscreen even if you're indoors and a nice thick hydrating moisturizer because your skin is more sensitive after you remove the dead skin someone else on discord asked do you need different products for morning and evening there are a couple tweaks that I would recommend making. Number one, for cleansing during the night, you might want to do a double cleanse or include a micellar water other makeup remover if you wear makeup or other products during the day. You also might want to have a thicker moisturizer. You could. There are some products that you need to use at night, but in general, I'd say a little bit thicker moisturizer. You don't need to use sunscreen. We'll talk about eye cream in a couple minutes, and you might want to do a more thorough cleanse, but mostly like this whole night moisturizer versus day moisturizer. Unless the day one has SPF, then there's no harm in applying it at night. This is one of my most commonly asked questions, which is, can diet really affect acne? And the short answer is kind of. It's Not in the way most people talk about it, like chocolate doesn't talk about it. However, foods with a high glycemic index, an example of that is refined sugar, can increase your hormone levels in the body, which can induce acne. So sometimes like grease, potatoes, like starches, grease, potatoes, starches, sugars, these can be things that induce alcohol. But I would say, in general, eating, the claim that being vegan or having a more plant-based diet is more healthy for you is false. It might mean that you're getting less salt or seasoning in your body. But, like, if you're vegan and you're still eating a shit ton of coconut milk ice cream, I'm sorry, but it, you're still going to get acne, basically. Next is, what is the best age to start anti-aging products? So when I say anti-aging, that means preventative care. That doesn't mean, oh, I have wrinkles. Let me use this eye cream and my wrinkles will disappear. Wrinkles form when you repeatedly use a line in your face. For example, if somebody smiles a lot, they might have more lines around their mouth, if they frown, they uh, get forehead lines. Maybe if they raise their eyebrows a lot. Different things like that can induce wrinkles, and no amount of products can do that. However, some people recommend retinol for anti-aging because it increases your collagen, and collagen is what keeps your skin tight and works kind of like a natural Botox to keep some of those lines for showing. In terms of when to start your preventative care, personally, I believe that young kids do not need eye cream. They do not need retinol unless retinol is trying to treat a specific problem. I would say start maybe around 30 or 40. Like, literally, it makes me cringe so hard when I see literal teenagers be like, use an eye cream. <laughs> literally, I keep saying we're going to talk about eye creams. But I have a question lined up specifically about eye creams. So we'll talk about that next, I promise. Now that we have finally gotten to that question, do you really need a separate eye cream? I come across so many sources, so many people who say it's absolutely necessary, but I'm sorry, I'm gonna break it to you. It's just a thicker moisturizer. Unless it has specific ingredients in it, Which can target under eye circles, hyperpigmentation, it might contain some retinol, then maybe it's different, but honestly, don't spend hundreds of dollars on eye cream. If anything, spend hundreds of dollars on a special treatment, which has been proven to work. Get a facial maybe, go on vacation, but don't spend it on eye cream. Alrighty, and with that, we have come to the end of another episode of Beauty Talk. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please share this episode with a friend to help expand our lovely family here. Make sure to subscribe or follow, depending on what it's called on your platform. And I'll see you next week. A quick note, some of y'all want to see another guest. And I am working on that, so I'll give you guys an update next week. Bye! Uh.